time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. It's been said that science fiction and fantasy are two different things. Science fiction, the improbable made possible. Fantasy, the impossible made probable. What would you have if you put these two different things together? Well, you'd have an old man named Ben who knows a lot of tricks most people don't know, and a little girl named Jenny who loves him, and a journey into the heart of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 90 of the Twilight Zone was The Fugitive. You switched the samples. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. Um, I only, was... only 66 episodes left, Sean. Can you believe it? I actually that it's it seems like we're nearing the end, although you know we're just over halfway. Um, but I do not want to gloss over a fine, fine fugitive reference. That movie was has been one of my favorites since I saw it on like VHS. Man, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen the original series that it was based on, but that that movie like. From the moment it came out, I think that that was very shortly after my family had moved uh, from from Chicago to to Alabama. So yeah. it was it was you know the timing was perfect for me to be very interested in that movie just because it took place in Chicago and I recognized everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, very uniquely Chicago. Whenever they talk about like Cook County Hospital and like they show the the nineteenth uh, establishing shot of like the L train. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and uh, that that's why they uh, that's why they find him actually because of, because of the L train yeah yeah i remember um but but anyway th- this this is a different sort of story it's much <laughs> much more a positive uplifting story than uh than the the fugitive it is um i don't know that you can make this episode in 2022 oh <laughs> uh, no I, and i i wanted to touch on that um it gets so creepy keith i don't know how to I don't know how to explain it. So, so there was a moment I I was actually, uh, my my wife, Misty was in the room while I was watching this during the twilight zone uh, marathon at new year's. And at one point she just, she just says, God, that guy's such a pedo. (laughs) I mean, and to put things in perspective, uh, last year we were watching the animated frosty, the snowman. (laughs) And we came to the conclusion that frosty, the snowman is a pedo. Just, not not necessarily the song, but but that animated uh, thing from I think the sixties. Oh, oh, <laughs> Frosty's definitely a pedo because he's a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just you know obviously like I'm sure this was written and filmed in the best of intentions, but we'll get to the part where he like changes from being a mouse and then he asks her if like he tickled her. Like I don't like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> again, I get it. It was filmed in the sixties, but then again, I'm not trying to pretend that like this didn't exist in the sixties. Keith, what do I do? I've dug myself a hole. Oh no, I don't, I don't know what to do with this episode. <laughs> Although I will say that that overall, okay. So there's there's lines and and there's moments that that are just a little little uncomfortable. Of course, of course. But but overall, it's I I, I think you know probably even then they felt like they could get away with it because it's actually just a just a lighthearted fantasy episode. Like it's not. Yeah, I know. I, (laughs) but also like they could have done a casting change with old Ben. It could have been an old woman. It could have. Anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about the episode. Let's talk about this very (laughs) well-intentioned, 
good natured, yes. charming episode. No, nothing to see here. Nothing. Nothing wrong. Absolutely it's, not. Um, and I will like to say, heartwarming jaunt. For the record, not written by Rod Serling. Oh, oh yeah, it's a it's a Charles Beaumont episode. Oh, it's a Beaumont jam, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can always tell a Beaumont episode because it's just a little off. <laughs> no, man, the Helling, the Helling man was right down the middle. <laughs> uh, there, there's some moments in the Howling man, too, actually. Oh, God. Um, I got to rewatch that one. <laughs> uh, but but the story opens with uh, a bunch of kids playing playing uh, baseball. Uh, America's pastime. See, you can't get more wholesome than that. They're, it's, it's the <laughs> 60s and they're playing baseball. How can we have a problem with this episode? And the kid who plays the umpire is so incredibly obviously biased. Like he's openly rooting for one team. Why is he the umpire? <laughs> it's worse than Angel Hernandez. I mean, it's just just <laughs> terrible. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you know what I mean. Of course, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, so uh, so eventually. Uh, uh, you know they're they're playing with this old guy, which which, which by the way was probably probably not all that common. I mean, I I don't know how old these kids are, but there there comes a time where if you're playing with uh you know an elderly gentleman, you're probably gonna someone's probably gonna get hurt. Right at this point, I assumed, and this is like I just assumed it was like a janitor slash PE coach that was tasked with like looking. Oh yeah. Looking over yeah. these kids. So right yeah, that, would, now, that would make a lot of sense. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't excuse some of the things that happened later on in the episode, exactly. but it would make sense. But right now, 1962 thing, no, no red flag so far. I mean, maybe some, but no red flags. So, uh, so, uh, so Ben, old Ben, you know, not to be confused with old Ben from star Wars, No, 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 God, no. uh, old Ben, uh, takes ben. his turn at bat. And um, he he gives a little little uh, little signal to the the little girl there and hits a home run. That little girl and, is um, full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> I I really like that. She's uh, awesome. Jen, yeah, Jen, Jenny's pretty She's pretty terrific. great. Uh, so he hits a home run and and he hits the ball out of sight. So much like in the Sandlot, they can't keep playing. Yeah, <laughs> they only had one ball. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of how it was when you were yeah were for young. sure. Yeah. I mean, now, now, you know, kids these days, they don't know how to live. They have like 16 baseballs and they can, they can, they can keep playing all they want. Yeah. Um, so they decide to play spaceman, uh, with, uh, with old Ben who agrees to play the spaceman, which seems a little on the nose given uh, what's (laughs) what will happen eventually. I also like how they divvied up like the, the roles to play the kids. Cause Mm -hmm. if it's like, if there's ever been an allegory for like women asking for like, just the bare, (laughs) the bare necessities of of, of rights. It's like, well, I want to be the leader. No, you can't. You're a girl. And plus your, your legs bump. You, You got a bum leg. Okay. Well then I'll be the, you know, whatever. No, no, you can't be that. Like a boy's got to do that job. (laughs) Jesus. Fine. Just do whatever you want. I'll be over here if you need me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, so basically it turns into uh, just her just being in the middle of a scrum that, that basically. Yes. (laughs) I'm not even sure what, what role she was supposed to be playing at that point. She brings the damn alien to the game and, (laughs) and they don't let her play like a leadership role in any of these damn games. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and clearly like old ben is there a uh, creepy or not old ben is there because he's uh he's friends with jenny of course 
Ed, you're right. They don't let. They still don't let her do anything. It's amazing. Which, by the way, I put that on old Ben because it seems like old Ben could have stepped in and been like, "Hey." Yeah, even even like as as it turns out, an alien from outer space p- takes the form of a of a male. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like Gloria Steinem on this damn episode, but like <laughs> he he comes he comes in. He's he, the alien's male, and then even when the girl st- uh, uh, um, stands up to say, "Hey, that was obviously a strike." Old Ben's like, "Well, no, no, that may be, but but Howie's the Empire, <laughs> the umpire," and it's like Jesus. This kid can't catch a break. How'd she break her leg? Did she mouth off to somebody? He he was this close to saying, now stop being so emotional. (laughs) You're being hysterical, Jenny. Calm down. Uh, (laughs) It's like like Leela's origin story, I feel like. It kind of is. From Futurama. Uh, So as they're playing a spaceman, which I'm not, I'm a little hazy on the rules. Uh, Basically, it seems to be uh, they just they just form a little 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 amoeba like group of people <laughs> with the girl in the center, and then uh, old Ben darts behind a rock, and then seconds later emerges looking like an alien, and then they shoot him, and that and that's pretty much that seems to be the point of the game. Exactly. So we find out he can take like other forms and stuff like that, which now awareness red flags those are getting lower. Those are getting lower. He's an alien. We get it. Yeah, they're 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 pretty much a bang beating us over the head with the alien. <laughs> we get it. He's an alien who likes hanging out with little kids. Okay. Uh, I mean, if if you traveled half a million light years to to visit Earth, wouldn't you just hang around with a bunch of little kids? I get so this episode is so uncomfortable. I'm trying to remember of like an analog in the series that we've talked about, but everything's melted together. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the kicking the can one being really sad. But this yeah, that just... was just a couple of weeks ago. That was that was yeah. That I had never thought about that as being as sad as it is. But it, it is You're pretty welcome. sad. Yeah. Uh, although I I did see someone uh, on 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 Twitter uh, mention that that they just think it's a heartwarming uh, episode of about a bunch of olds. But well, they're probably uh, right. They're probably not always looking for the dark in, <laughs> in a situation, which is a great luckily, way to live. It's a great way to live. Luckily people have us to find it. Oh gosh. God L- like me last week asking, so what happens to all the humans at the end of, uh, to serve man? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the aliens, they clearly had to off all the people who knew that they were, uh, <laughs> they were eating them. Right. Oh man. I wonder how, how fast they eat through like a family as compared to how fast it takes for a, for like a generation to replenish itself was the, you know, it was a conversation for last week, but was, you know, is the human race a, a sustainable uh, source of food for the cannabis forever and ever? Oh, I think there was uh, there was probably on cannabis talk radio after a few years, there was uh, <laughs> there was probably conversations about, you know, are we going to eat all the humans? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh my you know, God, I was, would now that's, that's the episode for the Jordan Peele series, not the garbage they put they put out. You sh- you sh- you sh- <laughs> that would have been a, would have been much better. But but circling back to this alien. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, so so Ben ultimately, after playing the completely pointless uh, spaceman game and uh, outing himself as an alien, yes, uh, he, he's taken Jenny back home and. Um, 
I, he's he's carrying her, which again, yeah, I that part does not bother me as much as the part that's going to come up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we meet Aunt Agnes, who uh, Jenny is staying with. Well, before that, she kisses him, and then he like has a little poem about like write whatever you want on my tombstone, say whatever you want about me, just tell him I got kissed by Jenny. I'm like, dog, you're like 80, man. She's like, yeah, eight. yeah, that's a, that, that's probably the first, that, that, that is the first of many creepy moments. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> she meets the worst, po- old Ben meets the worst possible caregiver in the history of the world. Yes. Aunt Agnes. She is uh, the antithesis of Aunt May, any incarnation of Aunt May. Yes. Um, so, uh, um, so, uh, and, and Agnes clearly like you and I, she thinks something's up with old Ben. She, she just d- doesn't understand this and uh, doesn't like the fact that they're spending time together and uh, says it in no uncertain terms. Now, my question is, is Aunt Agnes a terrible person or is she just upset that this 80 year old guy seems to be putting the moves on his, uh, on her, uh, her niece? I think I was thinking about this too, because it's like, obviously, I don't know, <laughs> viewing it through the lens of today, you're probably going to be more of Aunt Agnes than like, Oh, they're just, you know, two friends, whatever. Um, I think that being, being wary of pedophiles, no, knows no bounds. Everybody jerks just like Aunt Agnes should, should be just as on, on alert for these folks, just as good people should. So it, I don't really think it matters if Aunt Agnes is like a good person or a bad person. She's on the money in her suspicion of old Ben. Yeah, because I mean, she she never really, you know, we we never see her talking to uh, Jenny about anything other than old Ben. So we so we don't know, <laughs> you know. It, it may literally be that she's just mad that, uh, you know, she's spending so much time with this eighty year old guy sure, who sure. looks looks a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, but um, so as they're uh, as they're entering the building, uh. Old Ben makes his skates disappear. Two guys notice it. And eventually they go to the apartment building and start questioning uh, everybody, including Aunt Agnes. Yes. And uh, Aunt Agnes assumes that they're after Old Ben because he's a pedo. <laughs> it's so funny when, like, she uh, she walks. I think she walks into a room. I don't know. The, the way the blocking set up, she's, like, walking past the two agents. And, and she's like, so, <laughs> what'd he do? And just the, the delivery of that line is so good. I, I love that actress. <laughs> yeah. Like so, so many times it's got, it's just got to be fun to play somebody who's just, you know, just, just, like, just a, not necessarily a villain, but just a, just a bad person in, in the story. Yeah. Really ham it up. Like, like yeah. Billy Zane and Titanic. <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. get it. Why do people want to hate me? Uh, you're against Leonardo DiCaprio. You have to be hateable. <laughs> uh so uh because of their uh their weird relationship uh, jenny was sent to bed without supper yeah um and uh she she like overhears uh, the conversation and goes to uh ben's apartment to uh to warn him and uh uh ben actually at this moment decides to let jenny in on the secret that we've all picked up on uh, <laughs> that, that he's an alien and that they're here to uh, 
they're here to take him. And uh, he he doesn't explain why. He just says that you know, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, um, that he's he says that he's going to have to leave, but before doing so, he uh, uses his his little little gadget. It looks like a, a brush of some kind to <laughs> to fix uh, Jenny's leg. Yeah. And like earlier in the episode, she she asks, Ben, you can do so many things. Why don't you fix my leg? And he says, well, that's the one thing I can't do. Uh, and then he makes up an excuse saying like, you know, because then I wouldn't be able to, you know, carry you up the steps, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so this time he does, which I think is, you know, supposed to signal, OK, he's he's leaving. Yeah. And um so uh, Jenny is is uh, going down the stairs without her um, without her her leg brace because I, I you know ba- basically Ben left and so she's going to chase after him yeah and it's, it's uh, a real, the men uh, how Forrest Gump got into college kind of story it, it, exactly yeah uh, also girl and Jenny now we're yeah. talking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the, uh, the guys know that notice that she isn't using her, uh, her leg brace anymore. And so they, um, they, they use the, the very same brush spinny thingy, uh, to make Jenny, uh, basically just pass out. Right. And, uh, so eventually, uh, Ben comes to, uh, to rescue her, which was probably the plan all along. And uh, Ben eventually reveals that uh, he's not uh, he's not actually a criminal because, you know, such behavior is is not frowned upon in his planet. It's true. Uh, He's actually the king. What? But he was the fugitive. Which is interesting because um, you would think that a a planet that has mastered uh, interstellar travel (laughs) would be advanced enough that they wouldn't need a king. Hmm. But apparently they do. Now that's interesting. Yeah, I, it, it's probably like you know the the figurehead, like a, like a Queen Elizabeth, maybe. You think it's a it's a constitutional monarchy? I believe I in my in my soul, Keith. I believe that this planet is a constitutional monarchy. In in your head, canon, it's a constitutional. <laughs> it's gotta monarchy. be. I mean, now it is, right? Yeah. I just I, like. I mean, who's going to tell us otherwise? I mean, he. <laughs> He has been, this <clears throat> fugitive king has been running for God knows how long. Um, and he gives it all up just to like, what did he think his own men were going to do to this girl that convinced him to come back and give up his like, you know, running around? I don't know. He probably figured that they were so ruthless that they would just leave her to <laughs> to die or just be asleep forever. I, I mean, mean, you know, as as we've said many times, it's twenty two minutes. They got a. It's gotta true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened. Uh, so he's uh he's the king, and he apparently decided he just you know didn't really want to be king anymore. So he just went to Earth for a vacation. And uh, uh, the 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 jerks who used her as bait. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, we just love old Ben so much that, we, you know, we wanted him to come back. Right. And uh, so now Ben has to go back to his home planet. 5,000 year reign. Uh, yeah, I could imagine, like, you, if you told me I had to be at my current job for 5,000 years, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's literally the worst thing you could possibly say. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm going to take vacation. <laughs> so, so we could, we could uh, 
we can understand with old Ben. Of course. You know, for one one aspect of this story, we can we can side with old Ben on that. One. <laughs> uh, so it, it's against some sort of unnamed rule for him to uh, to take Jenny, you know, back with him. Right. Uh, so they decide to they they basically ask the uh, the guys to leave for a second, and uh, uh, when they come back, basically they parent trap them. Yes. So old Ben makes himself look like Jenny. Oh and, man! Uh, and the only thing they can do is uh, is take her and him back to their home planet. And then it gets creepier. <laughs> Well, it, it does because then Rod Serling shows up and he he basically just says, oh, yeah, here's what old Ben looked like. And it's uh, I, I would be interested to know who played the generic, handsome white dude. Yeah, still too old. Picture. Still too old. Yeah, he's uh, he <laughs> might be late teens, but he's definitely too old. Yeah. I, and I mean, you know, I mean, my my dad was 10 years, 10 years older than my mom. So, you know, if you're mm-hmm. talking like, a, you know, like a 25, 35 kind of thing, whatever. But like not interested in the 18 and eight crowd uh, that seems to be that this episode is geared to. Yeah. If you're if you're both if you're both adults. Great. You know, that, that's a totally different story. Um, oh, we're you know, waiting in treacherous waters, Keithy. Um, the, <laughs> but the what number? But the um, what really kind of bugged me in the like uh, in, in in the Keith like practicality arena here is what was the law that forbade them from bringing humans back to the planet? Because if it's something like you know, don't bring in produce from South America because they might have like rival like insects that are gonna like you know take over you know, the entire Southwest, then like, what if we're like a parasite on this, on this planet? And that's why they have that rule. And then you have this. Yeah. Gate. So so basically it's like when Bart brought a bullfrog to Australia. Yes. Yes. It's exactly like that. Ah, uh, that's, that's, that's a, a that's really good question. Cause they, they'd never explain why, um, why he can't bring her, her with. And like, the thing is like, even from a practical perspective, she's staying with evil aunt Agnes. You know, yeah. she does, she's a, she's an orphan. She doesn't have any any parents. Um, you know, there's really no reason why he couldn't just take her with. It's yeah, yeah, it's very. So weird. there's got to be there's got to be some actual specific rule against it. I'm telling you, this uh, this this story doesn't have a happy ending. <laughs> which which, by the way, may may mean that you know either he has to disguise himself as her for the rest of his life. Or they could just take her back as soon as they know which one is him. Yeah, like for at least, I mean, he would have to, <laughs> he would have to disguise himself as her growing up day by day until I guess they were married. And then that, that marriage might preclude the, the law where you can't bring humans to your planet. <laughs> I'm sorry I ruin every episode. I'm not trying to. <laughs> No, I I think it's a it's this a valid a whole, question because because episode. I mean listen l- listen we started from the uh, the the premise that this this episode <laughs> was not as goofy and, uh, and right. heartwarming as it was presented to be right um, so so I think that that bringing up such a practical consideration it, it's definitely fair game <laughs> good good I knew I was on the right show yeah I I 
Yeah, I, I don't see this ending well. You know, <laughs> and, and then let, let's say that uh, you know they're they're together for a while. Let, let's say that everything goes well. They, uh, you know, he reveals himself to be the uh, the hunky, a uh, waspy guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and they they fall in love, but at some point, you know, she's she just gets kind of bored with him, or or you know, being a power hungry king, he gets bored with her. Yeah. And they they at some point break up. So what happens then? Yeah. Is she stuck in another planet? I mean, does he just like, oh man, I'm telling you. Like also she got to know him while she was eight. And you know what? This is, this is, this is going to take another hour to deal with it. (laughs) You know what? Let's just, uh, (laughs) let's just assume that despite all of our questions about the rest of the episode, that works out just fine. Everything happened great. Mrs. Gann will be in for a big surprise when she finds this under Jenny's pillow. Because Mrs. Gann has more temper than imagination. She'll never dream that this is a picture of old Ben as he really looks. And it will never occur to her that eventually her niece will grow up to be an honest-to-goodness queen. Somewhere in the Twilight Zone. Cabotron.